Hey everyone, welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Julia Beauchamp. I'm here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus, as well as IDC Senior Research Analyst Brandon Butler. I hope I got that right, Brandon. You did. And we're here to talk networking, where we are today, what to expect in the next few years as far as trends, so stick around. All right, Brandon, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. So you have some research recently about sort of where the networking industry is now and how it's going to change in the next few years, few years or rather what things are going to get especially adopted in the next mm -hmm. few years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Well, first of all, thanks a lot for having me. It's, it's yeah, great it's to be to here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's an exciting time in the networking industry. And I think one way to, to showcase that is over at IDC, where we do a lot of research. In the past, we've put together these uh, Futurescape predictions, which are sort of our top 10 predictions for where we see the industry going into the future. In the past, these predictions have been done at the within the infrastructure group at IDC. So that covers compute and storage and networking. This year, because there's so much going on in the networking industry, we did a whole set of predictions just about where the networking industry is now and where it's going into the future. So, I mean, there are there are a number of trends happening in the networking industry, but I would say one of the biggest is at IDC we talk about the rise of, of what we call third platform technologies. Yep. Okay. And these are these are technologies like cloud computing and ubiquitous mobile connectivity. You know, everyone wants connectivity on their phones, whether they're inside a building everywhere or, all the time. Everywhere. Right. Yep. Yep. And things like big data analytics, these are all trends that we've seen come about within the last seven or 10 years, but we're really at an inflection point right now where organizations, businesses are really adopting these technologies in really a mainstream way. And one of the key fundamental things that, that we talk about on the networking team is how important the network is for enabling those technologies. So if you're a business that's using okay. the cloud, sure, you need a good solid network connection to use that, if you don't have the network. Platform. You're not going to get anything. Yeah, you're not going to be able to. Get, yeah, exactly. exactly. You, you just go dark. Yeah, exactly. So the network has become a really important place for uh, organizations, enterprises to think about how they're using some of these advanced technologies, and it's really required organizations to rethink how they're architecting their networks and and what sort of requirements they need from their networks to prepare for this this new era of all these exciting new technologies. You know, one of the things that you've talked about is this idea of innovation at scale. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? The idea that you've got to basically pull all these things together on the network at the same time that the network is growing yep. exponentially? Yeah. And so, like I mentioned, we talked about the third platform, the rise of these important technologies, cloud and mobile and sure, social. Sure. So, like I said, this, this started about seven or 10 years ago, and that was the first iteration of these technologies coming about. And, and we like to talk about we're in a second chapter of the third platform. Now. Okay. So the first chapter was about these technologies really just first starting to come about and into the market. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this second chapter right now where we're seeing mainstream adoption of these technologies. And as organizations are really adopting these technologies in a mainstream way, they're getting increased levels of innovation from doing so. And that's what we mean by innovation at scale. It's really this, this second phase, second wave of these technologies being adopted. And as that's happening, organizations are getting increased value from these technologies. Got it. So basically everything that's going on around 
networking is enabling companies to do things that they were not able to do before. Certainly. Yeah, okay. there's a whole range of new use cases that we're seeing in the market. I mean, if you just think about some of the numbers that we've talked about, you hear about Internet of Things, right? All mm -hmm. the connected devices the out yeah. there. All the time. Right. Yeah. We predict there's going to be 31 billion IoT devices in the coming years. I mean, that's just a huge number of well, Just imagine the data that's coming out of that. Yeah, you know? it's, so, I, you, it's so hard to even conceptualize. Yeah. It's right. So and so organizations are thinking about what are those devices that I have in my network now? What are those devices that I'm, I want to enable into the future? What is all the data that these devices are creating now? And, and how can I harness and leverage that data that's being created to help my business? And I really think into the future, the next decade is really going to be won by businesses who are able to leverage that data that they're able to create sure. and, and really take advantage of it to, uh, to their own business benefit. So what does it mean now that we have all of these new and exciting technologies emerging? And obviously, you can't do anything with them if you don't have the network to support them. So what steps are you seeing enterprise, enterprises taking to actually bulk up that network infrastructure? What mm -hmm. is the most common place to start. Sure. So I imagine it's different for everything, right? Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to think about it. I think one way to think about it is the, the actual infrastructure components that you need. So the actual hardware components that you would need to right. enable this. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot of innovations there. For example, we're seeing really high speed networking come about. Things like 400 gigabit speed Ethernet switching. That's like really high end Ethernet switching that we're just starting to see hit the market now. Mm -hmm. There's some interesting innovations in Wi-Fi as well. There's a new Wi-Fi standard that's coming out. Is it Wi-Fi 6? Wi-Fi 6, yeah. exactly. Right, right. And so that's allowing um, faster speeds, more dense connections within the Wi-Fi environment. So those are some of the things that you see from an infrastructure perspective of mm -hmm. these are going to be new switches you can deploy. These are new access points that you can deploy to enable some of this increased bandwidth and connections that you have. And then I would say the other major thing that we see is software innovations. So there are these management platforms that are used to control all of this network infrastructure. Sure. And those have a lot of innovations to them as well. We're seeing things like machine learning and artificial intelligence coming into play on these software management platforms. And it's enabling a, a whole range of, of new use cases uh, within the network as well. Yeah, yeah, that sort of prompts a question because I was just thinking as you were describing all that's going on that the, the management issues with so much much, you know, so many things moving in so many directions along different networks, hardwired, you know, uh, wireless, uh, coming 5G. Mm -hmm. How do you manage that? And I would presume that you you almost need something like some AI to keep an eye on the network, you know, to keep an eye out, it's like for security issues, Certainly. things like that. Yep. Is, is, is management of these ever more complex networks going to be an issue over the next few years? I assume so. Yeah, definitely. Management is is one of the big things that we see as as one of the areas where we see a lot of vendors making a lot of innovations and where we see a lot of enterprises thinking about what do I need to do to manage some of the complexity that I have in my environment. So one of the predictions that we had in our futurescape is around this multi-cloud era. And so this, I, I talked about how cloud has been one of the, the major trends that we've seen sure. over yeah, the last course. decade. Obviously, yeah. and, and so organizations aren't just using one cloud. They're using multiple clouds. You know, they're using Office 365 and Salesforce, Amazon, Microsoft, Google. Mm -hmm. It's clear from our research data that organizations are looking to use multiple cloud platforms instead of just one cloud platform. And they're looking to extend what they have 
on, on their own premises from their data centers out to the cloud. And so we see in the coming years this development of this multi-cloud architecture to allow organizations to be okay. able to use what they have on premises and their data centers and be able to extend that out into multiple clouds. And so that's one of the predictions that we have this year is, is around the, the advent of these multi-cloud platforms coming about. And that's really in uh, in in uh, in response to uh, organizations using multiple cloud platforms all at once and being able to have a management platform that can extend not just from their data center to one cloud, but but to multiple clouds as well. Yeah, yeah I would have. I'm really intrigued by the different the benefits of sort of pushing out to the cloud, especially for manage when you're going to like cloud management versus on-prem, I would wonder what the security implications of that are. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, to me, it seems like if you have something on-prem, you can at least, you know, you, it's you more can physically, more, exactly. More you, you can Theoretically. Yeah, exactly. You can control it better. So what are the security implications of pushing so much to the cloud? Yeah, this is this is one of the key things that when we talk to enterprises, you ask them, what's what's your biggest pain point for the network? What and scares se- you to death? Security yeah. is, is, always, course, yeah. is always number one. And it's one of the reasons that we say that we're still in the early stages of organizations adopting the cloud. Not everything is going to the cloud. It's going to be a hybrid world where organizations are going to have some data on premise. They're going to have some data in the cloud. And then when they do go to the cloud, they're going to be using multiple clouds to sort of mitigate some of those security risks. You don't want all of your eggs in one basket. You want to be able to mitigate your risk across a number of different providers. But from a networking perspective, that creates a lot of challenges. How do I ensure that I have solid connections to the cloud and and to those multiple cloud platforms as well. Mm-hmm. So so like I said, we're in the the early stages of these management platforms coming about to enable this connectivity to multiple clouds, and it's it's an area of research and an area of development that we're going to see a lot of innovation in in the coming years. I, I wonder, are there any particular vendors that seem to be sort of ahead of the curve here in terms of coming up either with the management platforms or integrating you know the software and the hardware for for the the scale of networking we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, any new players that have come on the scene? Is it the traditional networking companies? Any thoughts on which vendors are getting it right? Sure. Well, depending on which area of the network you talk about, there's a number of, of different vendors that we see um, uh, pursuing this, these types of strategies. Um, obviously, when you talk about networking, Cisco is, is one Bingo. of the biggest names. One, yeah. And we've seen a lot of, of innovations from them in the last couple of years of not just the development of the of the infrastructure components that I talked about, the faster speeds that you need within right. the network, but these software management platforms that come about that you use to manage on top of that. One of the interesting things that we've seen from Cisco and some other vendors in the market is this idea of intent-based networking or a self-driving network. And this is the idea of incorporating some of those machine learning and artificial intelligence technologies into the network management layer. So you may be thinking like, what does ML and AI, what benefit could that bring to a network management platform. Well, I think there's a there's a couple that we see, a couple use cases for how we're seeing ML and AI being used in, in networking. One of them is around troubleshooting an issue. So if you have a problem within your network, you want to fix that problem before it impacts sure. any users. Yeah, of right? course. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you have an ML or AI platform that's able to monitor what's happening in the network, and then it's able to identify that problem before mm-hmm. it impacts any user, and then it might even actually be able to fix that problem before it impacts any user, that can be extraordinarily valuable 
for for organizations to think about. Mm-hmm. The other way that we see ML and AI being used in the network is from a security perspective yeah, as well. I was well. just yeah. going to say it's got to be security. Yeah, because these ML and AI platforms are really good at understanding what's happening in the network, and they're really good at at, at monitoring trends, and they're they're even better at finding anomalies. Anomalies, yeah. Yes. And so when there's an anomaly in network traffic, like network, a spike or some sort of dip or something, right? Yeah. Then mm-hmm. that could either be a performance issue or it could be a security incident. Right. And so just like these AI platforms are being used to solve these 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 networking issues, they can also be used to identify and and help mitigate risks on the network as well. Yeah, that echoes a lot of what we've been hearing about AI and ML, and in, in that it's. A lot of the practical applications for it, at least right now, are to, rather than predicting what's going to happen in the next few years, just we're focusing on maintaining status quo right now. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the other things that we see in, for ML and AI is, is helping organizations just automate some processes that sure. they may have to done, may have been doing manually in the past. Mm-hmm. If you can free up your IT organization to be able to automate some of these tasks, then that can be very valuable for, for organizations. How, how are we, you know, as we're looking at, we talked about Wi-Fi 6 briefly earlier, mm-hmm. and that's sort of coming on board now. Obviously, you know, this year we've had a recent discussion about 5G. In fact, we're going to be Always. talking about it next week with, with Jack Old. Mm-hmm. And again, Again, this seems to me this is going to add yet another layer of, of networking issues that you know companies will have to deal with. I, any thoughts on how you know 5G and Wi-Fi 6 over the next few years might even change things even more? Sure. Yeah, this has been a key area of research for for myself and and for us over at IDC. 5G is very exciting in, in a number of different ways. And one of the big questions that I always get is, is 5G going to kill Wi-Fi? Do I not need Wi-Fi when when That's 5G a good comes? Question. About? I hadn't thought about that. It yeah. could. My answer is no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, and, and no. Why, and why not? So why, why not? Because it's going to be a hybrid world. Just like we talked about with the cloud, organizations aren't moving all of their their comp- computing resources to the cloud. They're looking to use multiple clouds. Right. The same thing is going to be true with network connectivity. Not all of our network connectivity is going to be handled by 5G into the future. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have Wi-Fi for a number of use cases. I mean, Wi-Fi is a $5 billion industry right now. In the next five years, it's going to grow to a $10 billion industry. Not slowing this, down. It's it's not slowing down. <laughs> and But at the same time, we're going to have these new 5G uh, connections that are right. also coming into play. So really for, for organizations, for businesses, it's about thinking about what is the use case that I have right now and what's the best connectivity method for me. So the way I think about it is that Wi-Fi is still going to remain primarily for indoor use cases. Folks who have an office building um, for uh, any sort of indoor connectivity, Wi-Fi is really good at that. Mm -hmm. And there's really great management platforms on top of Wi-Fi to be able to understand what's happening on your Wi-Fi environment for being able to fix issues quickly. And, and so that's not going away. That That's mm-hmm. still going to be an important part of connectivity into the future. But there's a number of exciting use cases you can get from faster cellular connectivity as well in something like 5G. And that's going to be for some outdoor use cases, maybe some sure. indoor use cases as well. But, but 5G is really going to be able to enable sort of uh, – Short-range um, dedicated networks is what we call them. So an example of this is AT&T built a network called FirstNet, and it's for first responders. Okay. And so you can sign up for this if you're a first responder organization, and you can have this private cellular network. Private. I was going to ask you about that. It's sort of a closed network. That's yeah. Built, yeah. So instead of like if you're outside on your phone using the the, the 
the cellular network there. That's a network that everyone uses. Mm -hmm. So this would be a network that would be built specifically for a certain use case. So for in this example, for first responders. Mm -hmm. And so those networks need to have high reliability. You want to be able to have you know, always on connectivity from the first responders communicating to each other, communicating to the hospitals. Mm -hmm. And so there have been these networks that have been built. We call them private cellular networks specifically for this use case. So imagine there could be a whole range of companies who may be interested in something like that. Imagine the hospital that has multiple buildings within a campus setting having their own private cellular network you sure. know, once the patients get there with all these devices that you have within the hospital connect, connecting to one another super fast speeds with with 5G and it's its own dedicated private network that's not on the public network. Think about a utility uh, company with uh, you know all the critical infrastructure they have for our, our power equipment. Mm -hmm. Having their own private secure network that only people within that organization are able to use, that, that could be a huge benefit for them as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of really interesting innovations in 5G as we think about network slicing and being able to, to cordon off some of these networks for these private use cases. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of exciting technologies in there. But like I said, it's it's not going to kill the technology that we have now. It's going to be an additive technology into the future um, that uh, that organizations are going to have to think about. You know, what use case do I have now? Is it an indoor? Is it an outdoor use case? How secure do I need that network to be? What sort of management capabilities am I looking for from that network? And that's going to lead them into deciding whether they would use something like Wi-Fi or some sort of cellular connectivity like 5G in the future. Yeah, I appreciate those examples because when you first say a private cellular network, I think it can be hard, sort of hard to conceptualize how exactly people are connecting to that. But your examples, it makes sense because anytime that I think 5G network for an enterprise, I'm automatically thinking IoT sensors. So it seems like it would have a lot of use cases, especially like you said, for utilities or maybe for farming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, we see a, a number of use cases, um, and we're really in the early stages of sure. enabling some of that uh, connectivity. But like I said, it's going to be a hybrid world. So mm -hmm. I, I was just talking to a, a vendor this week. Uh, Extreme is working with Verizon to power the Super Bowl this week. So they are expecting a Ooh. whole bunch oh, yeah. I can of, imagine all, imagine all the connectivity that's going to be at, at All those Super selfies, Bowl everybody's got to get those things taken exactly. and, and like broadcast. And yeah. so cellular isn't good enough to handle that, and Wi-Fi isn't good enough to handle that. So they're, yeah. they're just packing the stadium with all the type of connectivity that, that they can pack into the stadium to try to, you know, fit this insatiable demand that people have right. for, for posting selfies. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, and maybe you don't know the answer to this because this is sort of specific to that, but like, so what are, in this use case, what are they connecting to that network? So for it's it's enabling people within the stadium, for example, okay. to be able to have network connectivity for whatever they want to do. Do they want to stream a video Almost to like see a the bubble latest play around the stadium of connectivity everywhere? Okay. Right. Yeah. So and it would use Wi-Fi. It would use cellular connectivity. It's it's these technologies coming together to to offer the best connectivity that that okay. you can when there's so many people connecting to the network at the same time. And so then it creates a challenge for companies like Verizon and like Extreme and these Wi-Fi vendors and these cellular vendors. How do I enable this connectivity? How many access points do I need? What sort of infrastructure do I need? They're putting basically cell towers underneath the seats to be able to have wow. this connectivity wow. everywhere in the stadium. Mm -hmm. So 
it's it's going to be use cases like that into the future where we're going to see a whole range of opportunities opening up for companies as they think about what sort of uh, connections they can enable and and what sort of benefits they can get out of enabling those connections. I mean, think about from a, you know, stick with the stadium example of being able to show instant replay on your phone when you're in the stadium sure. or being able to order things from a concession stand and have it delivered to your seat. I mean, th- these are great use cases for the stadium. They can make more money. They can attract more people in there. Mm-hmm. But if your Wi-Fi connection goes down while you're trying to do this, then yeah. that's that's lost revenue. You're not making that sale. So Yeah. Your Super Bowl brought right. you. Yeah, right. By, <laughs> by networking. <laughs> Dark. I just wonder, you know, as, as we think about that, obviously, that's very specific to, you know, to the to the big game. But mm-hmm. for companies, you know, are we are, are companies, if they want to sort of stay ahead of the curve or at least keep up, looking at uh, fairly healthy investments in new hardware and infrastructure? Or is it the hardware we've got now can sort of carry this stuff? What I think that's that's going to be for it, there's sort of a range of okay. of answers to that. So for for folks who have maybe recently upgraded their their network equipment, then it's not like this stuff is obsolete. Right. And so it's 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 okay for for a lot of organizations, um, but for to support some of these new use cases that we have into the future, there's going to be some benefits to that that organizations are going to need to upgrade their their infrastructure equipment to to support some of these use cases into the future. Yeah, you know, I sure. guess it goes back to the innovation at scale. You're not going to be able to innovate if you can't network. Right. Definitely. Yeah, and you're certainly going to need to upgrade infrastructure for five G. I feel yeah. like yeah. like I said, that's all I talk about. Five G, five G, five G. Yeah. Uh, any any other trends yeah. or, or you know things we should get to before we let you go? I think we hit on the highlights yeah. between cloud and five G and intent based networking. That's, it's going to be a hybrid world. Things. I think you made yeah. the point. You know, <laughs> between cloud and different networks, that's where we're going. Yes, yeah, cool. that's what I think. Great. Yeah, thanks so much, Brendan. Cool, great. Right. Thanks for being here, Brendan. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's really really insightful. Uh, change is coming. <laughs> uh, just a quick reminder that uh, you know if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and. Uh, um, Leave us comments and questions if you've got any questions or comments. We also have a tech talk coming up next week where we'll be talking with Jack Old about yes. 5G. Yeah. That's on uh, Monday, so please tune in for that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks. Yep. Bye. <laughs>